0: To Dine For the podcast is brought to you by Angostura. If you've ever made a cocktail at home, you've most likely shaken Angostura bitters into your cocktail at the very end of the cocktail making process. In addition to bitters, Angostura has been making world-class rum for more than 130 years. The next fall cocktail you make, try the beautiful, smooth flavor of Angostura rum. It will transport you to the Caribbean islands of Trinidad and Tobago. The House of Angostura will celebrate its 200-year anniversary of turning drinks into cocktails in 2024. Cheers, everyone. To Dine For the podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. For 115 years, American National has remained committed to helping people and communities make a real difference in their lives. American National supports great local community organizations led by the kind of people you hear about on To Dine For, people who are inspired to make a difference and inspire others in return. American Nationals philosophy is helping where it's needed helps us all. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write, and the states in which they're licensed, visit AmericanNational.com dine. Hello everyone and Merry Christmas. This is the last Monday of the year and really the last week of 2023. We made it. We did it. Whether we are limping to the finish like I am or hopefully you're ending the year with a bang. Thank you for being a part of To Dine for the podcast. I hope you're having a great end of the year. When it comes to figuring out what should be the final episode of the year, I was a little bit scratching my head because I didn't want to put any of my new episodes on Christmas Day and put them out in the world. But I also wanted to be able to give you a really wonderful, meaty, inspiring podcast to sort of end the year. And so I am going to do something I've never done. I am going to repurpose and rebroadcast one of my favorite podcasts of all time. It is with M. Night Shyamalan, the film director, the I see dead people guy. (laughs) He is known for some really amazing thrillers and suspenseful movies. He's also known for a lot of flops. And that is why I wanted to interview him several years ago. I said, you know, it's the fact that he has this duality of great success and also immense failure Because to be able to overcome that kind of failure to get another hit takes a certain type of talent and tenacity. This is truly one of my favorite conversations that I've had since I started to dine for. It's also a favorite of editor John. John mentioned this in his podcast that he did for me in September when I asked him to talk about his favorite podcast, since he's the one who's listening to every word in editing. This is also one of his favorites. He is a filmmaker too, so I'm sure he was inspired by that. I know you're going to love this. It takes place in Philly at Vetri Cucina, a Mark Vetri restaurant. Talk about an amazing Philadelphia chef. Have a wonderful rest of the year, and I'll see you in 2024. Please enjoy my conversation with M. Night Shyamalan. Good night. How are you?
1: I'm good. Nice to meet you.
0: Wonderful to meet you. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank
1: you. What a fun thing to do.
0: Of all the restaurants in Philly. Yeah. Why did you take me here?
1: This is Vetri. Mark Vetri is the proprietor, the chef, and it's something I aspire to the way he did this restaurant. Every single detail. Um, The craftsmanship that's coming from an inspiration, a place of inspiration, a value system
0: from one creative genius to another. 20 years ago, chef Mark Vetri wanted to create the kind of restaurant where it felt like you were coming home. In a cozy and elegant townhouse, the James Beard Award-winning chef serves mouthwatering Italian fare. It's just like such an honor that he has like such a love
1: for the restaurant. I mean, it's just uh, completely humbling. When
0: someone comes into your restaurant What experience do you want them
1: to have? I want them to basically feel like they're eating in my house. They walk in and we just hug them.
0: Today, we are dining on a sweet onion crepe with truffle fonduta, Swiss chard gnocchi, and an American red snapper in white wine sauce.
1: The service, it's the ambiance, it's the lighting, it's the mood they're in. They had a rough day and this and that. I want to make them feel happy again he sanded these floors by himself and when he's opened this place. And the size of it, it's, you know, can you do an intimate form of your art form for as many people that can enjoy it? And so it's very much a, an inspiration to me. He's, he's amazing it, and, a, and a good guy.
0: It his attention to detail yeah. about every aspect of this industry, I think, is what sets him apart, right?
1: Yeah, he has a, he has a real, obviously he's amazing, uh, he has amazing taste for for food, but it really is in his immovable value system. It doesn't need to be any bigger than this restaurant. Mm -hmm. It's just just this amount of, that's it. Just this amount of seats is enough. That's as high as he can do the art form, fantastic. Mm -hmm. And it slowly became known as the best restaurant in Philly.
0: Slowly, right? Yeah. yeah. He was mentioning you know, when he first started out, he was just you know, trying to get it off the ground, doing what he could, and then slowly, but slowly it seeped into the newspapers, people got word that it was that really amazing place, mm. and then it kind of went from there.
1: Yeah, our friends took us here for the first time. You have to go there, you have to go there, and then you know, just fell in love with the precision of it all.
0: Mark said that if you're not wowed by his food, he's doing something wrong. He does not want to hear this is good.
1: Yeah, we did. You know, this guy who did this at this level. If you're not wowed, you know, we're not. He's not reaching you, and that's that's probably a really sad moment. (laughs) (laughs) I feel the same way with my movies, by the way.
0: (laughs) You don't want to get this is good. You want to get get. what? You want someone to really feel something. I think, you must be, you know, you you mentioned watching someone else in a completely different industry and their attention to detail and their ability to bring it to the next level. Um, When you come to a place like this, you're noticing that because that's what you notice on a film set.
1: Well, I can recognize um, someone taking an art form, which cooking is an art form, and um, trying to express themselves who they are themselves specifically, not trying to be somebody else. We learn from other people. Mark was inspired, I'm sure, by countless people mm-hmm. in his field, but it's him, this, this is him, very specifically him. And maybe it's not for everyone, right. but those that experience it are, 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 are think, wow, this is precious, because I'm seeing someone clearer than other restaurants, where I'm not quite sure who that person was that did it. This person I can see clearly
0: like a, a signature point POV, a signature yeah. POV in terms of food, what would you say is your signature POV in terms of movies?
1: Um, you know, I'm, that's probably a complicated answer. <laughs> Maybe you come to the next therapy session, we could, we could work it out, we'll, we'll ask that one. <laughs>
0: that's what this is, That's you it, didn't that's know right. that. <laughs> yes, I love it, that's, this is
1: what, 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 great, what great meals are. But I yeah. would say, you know, kind of um, a tacit spirituality that's not religious, mm-hmm. but, you know, a sense of that this is a benevolent place, the universe. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm able to talk about the darkest things,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but you for some reason you're okay right. during it.
0: So that's really interesting you say that. So you definitely consider yourself a spiritual person.
1: Well, this is the first thing that came out of my mouth. I don't know, <laughs> you know, I don't even need the, the movies to be about spirituality, but I guess our struggles, our questions, you know if you think of religion as myths, you know, that were there, that were created for value systems and to comfort us so we can go through our life and it makes sense. Uh, no, not saying anything bad about religion. I'm just saying, let's say those are myths. When I'm telling kind of contemporary myths and, and someone else is telling stories about myths, um, they're, they're, they're passing on to you a, 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 a hypothetical value system for you. And so for me, this is where I'm coming from.
0: So that's really interesting. I didn't expect you to say that. Uh, when I asked you about, you know, what would be mm-hmm. the M. Night Shyamalan signature POV, yeah. I thought you would have given me the answer of a twist. Mm. You know, a movie mm. that goes away that you're not expecting. A true suspense. Mm. Thank you. These are our onion crepes. They never leave the menu. Onions cooked all day with truffle panduta and Parmigiano. Wow. wow.
1: Delicious. Wow, this is gonna be a serious, serious day. Do you have you have at the end of your show. Is there a nap? Do you guys take naps? <laughs> we all with the do. Yes,
0: we do. It's a planned nap for that everybody. Would be yes, a wonderful way to end it. <laughs>
1: yes, we do also like to sneak in some vegetables oh as well. But paired with a balsamic crema to dip and enjoy with. Okay, buffalo mozzarella from Campania, a little Sicilian olive oil fennel gratin with parmigiano, and foie gras pastrami with fennel mustard on house-made brioche.
0: Oh, say that again.
1: <laughs> All of it?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, just the last one. <laughs> that's, that's our signature, plate oh to something my God. that's never left the menu. It's a foie gras pastrami styles with coriander and black pepper on house-made brioche with that fennel mustard on top. Wow. It's wow. ridiculous. I can't wait, I can't wait. Thank you. to turn this table, I'm so excited. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, where do we start here? I,
1: I, I don't know, I, I think probably you start here. here. Yeah, I think we just share the, here? What do you yeah, think? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Wow. That's good, that's delicious.
1: I literally will eat anything he'll make. I don't net, normally like would never go to a restaurant and order
0: for a I'm like a
1: cheeseburger guy. <laughs> so, only because it came through his value system, that, do I trust it, and it's extraordinary. Do you
0: find yourself liking to go to fine dining restaurants or are you much more into a if you you know on a Friday night with your wife? Would you prefer to go to something more casual?
1: I'm very good with the the extremes. Okay. So when it's done extremely well yes. with this kind of curation, right? Um, or you know a burger place, right? You know, good uh, food. Yeah. Great. Whatever it looks yeah, like. Yeah. Comfort. Yeah. Yep. Bar food like mm-hmm. done excellent. Mm-hmm. I'm down with that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So either way, but the middle ground where you're you're living in blurriness, right? And, you haven't taken ownership of where your point of view is, right. and you're kind of borrowing from other people's tropes, and you're not doing something that's you. Mm. Mm.
0: How does someone get to that place where they are uniquely themselves, enough for it to like permeate everything that they do?
1: It's so strange you said that, because it's the exact opposite. I thought you were gonna say, how do you get to that place where you're not expressing who you are? Mm. It's not that you're special and then you express yourself. You, uh, the world has taught you to completely subjugate who you are and, and, and said, this is the system. And so just conform, conform, conform. For good reason, right? Mm-hmm. Evolutionarily, that's a good thing. Right. Right. So we're, our instinct is to conform and we feel good about tribalism and being, that's all was from a good place, right. evolutionarily. But so that's what's funny. I, I thought you were gonna say the exact opposite. When did we, how, when did we give up ourselves? But you were like, Don't, who, how do you find out to be so special? We're all so special. Mm. So uh, that's why that middle group is so sad for me, you know. Whereas, you know, the bar food person that does it perfectly, you know, this is my perfect burger and it represents, you know, family and this mm-hmm. or camaraderie and, and that's who I am and you can feel it, it specifically. Or this, which is, you know, the celebration of a culture from Italy or something, you know, in, with, with the, the precision that he does.
0: I wonder if that's what really sets you apart, Knight, is your sense of self mm. and your ability to be true to yourself in everything you do. I mean, as you just said, it's a rarity. It really is a rarity. Most people are still trying to figure out who they are. You know, what should I be? I mean, it's like a life is a yeah. huge journey of discovering mm. who you are, I think. Mm. But it sounds like you did it the opposite. You knew who you were and kind of went from there.
1: Yeah, it, that's a really interesting thing you're saying about people are trying to figure out who they are
0: mm-hmm.
1: are they or are they trying to get rid of all of the baggage of this is how you're supposed to talk and this is how you're supposed to think and that thing that makes you weird is the thing you're supposed to tamp tamp down a bit and that aren't you inherently who you are and if i say you know i if i you know like a, like a therapist or something you know when i do this with actors mm-hmm. you know and they're 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 defending their character I say, wow! You just did a generality there when you made that choice. When she said that to that, and if they tell tell too many, like someone's auditioning for me, let's say, mm-hmm. and I will, I, I enjoy if they get to the place where I'm, they're actually in the room with me. Mm-hmm. That means they're close. Right. You're right. close. You're you're in within a handful of people, and and I'm like, hey, when you just did that, Kate, when you did when you went to that line, I didn't understand why you went to you know, comfort there, or you were being kind. I didn't quite buy it, because right before that, there was anger, and then you went to, to kindness. How did you justify that for her? And if they don't have an answer, and they went, well, I just want you know, the line is kind, so I did it kind, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's a bad sign for me. That's a bad sign, you're not.
0: Because they don't know.
1: Y- well, yeah, they're willing to not look, and, and you know, so say the kind line with some anger because, you know, I can say to you, I love you. You know, I love you, but I can say it with anger, mm-hmm. right? I love you, but you're driving me crazy, right? Mm-hmm. I can say it with anger. So why do you give up? Don't betray yourself. Don't betray her if it's, if it's an actor, mm-hmm. right? And so you constantly say, hey, don't be scared of who you are and don't, don't all those colors that make you good and bad and arrogant and all, that's the beauty, that's what, that's part of the beauty, that's the salt and the pepper. You can't. Mm pretend it's not there, then you're, you're betraying yourself and you know you're betraying yourself and you start shutting down, then the only metric you have left is, am I accepted by the group? And then that's great. I mean, you can have that metric as your metric, but we all know that's not gonna make you happy. At all. You might get rich, famous, you might get, you know, you might get accepted, but it's not, you're not gonna be happy.
0: Yeah, that is, that's really fascinating. Where was your inspiration for becoming a filmmaker? Did you always know you wanted to be a filmmaker?
1: I did, I did. Um, I guess when I was a kid, I was just born at the right time, you know, where, you know, I, um, Malcolm Gladwell has that book, you know, uh, out, Outliers. Mm-hmm. And so he, he points out, I'm not 100% with Malcolm on this, that it's all luck, you know, mm-hmm. that, that that Gates was right next to the computer, um, the one college that had computers in it, and he, he, so he got to spend his time, and he got that, that, the, the 10,000 hours right, before everybody. Right. It, that That is there, but I would probably couch that as more the universe. So where he where Malcolm would go towards more practical thing, I would say, you know, Bill Gates was putting out something and then the opportunity arose, you know, the exact right person comes on the bus or exact, you move to the exact right neighborhood and all those things happen and it's there. The universe wants you to be multiplying that energy that you're concentrating on, good or bad. It well, it's not judging and so it's giving you more opportunities for that. So if I was, you know, a storyteller or before when I was a child, you know, and I'm concentrating on what people are thinking and feeling, and that's really important to me, you know, the kid in the neighborhood is a bully, but I'm not just like, he's a bully. I'm like, why is he a bully? I wonder why he feels that way. Does he feel good? You know, if I'm thinking that as a kid, I'm just making that example up. But then when films come and I'm like, wow, I'm really feeling this and the audience that's with me. All these strangers are feeling this together. and That's really fascinating. Five hundred strangers, a thousand strangers are feeling the same thing together. And I start thinking those things. You start thinking about film. It so happens I was born exactly at the right time when Steven Spielberg and George Lucas were making those masterpieces for my generation and certainly for younger people. Um, and. It just was ignited, you know, there.
0: Obviously, your parents were supporting- Are support- you eating this? I am, it's delicious. You have to say
1: something about this. <laughs> it's oh my gonna, God. there's a
0: lot going on here, but this is, its this onion crepe is really, really, really amazing. Um, your parents must have been supportive of you going into filmmaking or no?
1: <laughs> um, well, they're, they're Indian, so I should start there. So that's a, that should tell you a lot about what their feelings would be about their son going into the arts. Mm-hmm. But um, um, they're, very, they're very sweet and um,
0: so they were not supportive?
1: Dad was silently disapproving of it, you know, but I've, I'm kind of a hard to repress kind of kid, you know? And also I think, you know, because I was academically strong and I wasn't a troubled kid, there was a sense of, well, he's made good choices. I don't know if they consciously thought this, but it allowed me to have this dalliance of, hey, I want to go to film school over the summer. I want to go, mm. I'm going to, try film, and he's making films all but weekend. this is led
0: by you. This is yeah. clearly something you knew, you yeah. had in you.
1: Yeah, yeah, so it was really, my dad had a Super 8 camera, I started making films there, and as all we often do, we're just mimicking. So all the, the little films when I was a kid are mimicking something I saw, a, a, a scary movie, a Steven Spielberg movie, or whatever it is, a James Bond movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just copying, copying, and then going, wow, that was terrible. That was <laughs> horrible. Why was that horrible? And then not being discouraged by that, you know? I, I tell my kids now, you know, it's tenacity and iterations, and you can do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's how you iterate. As, the faster you iterate is that and energy and love gives you that motivation to iterate. That, everyone's, every, everyone's changing. And so if you get discouraged after two iterations because you don't have the energy or the love, mm-hmm. you're never going to get you know, to be the version of yourself that you want.
0: Persistence.
1: Yeah. So what is that? What causes the persistence, mm-hmm. you know? And that can be how you were brought up or something you, you, you find that you just has to fix if you're humanitarian or right. whatever. Then you're moving a needle in a, in, a, in a world or an area that's impossible, a war-torn area.
0: Well, you said that a lot of it at the beginning is just copying, right? Yeah. You're copying what you see. When do you shift from copying mm-hmm. what you see to having an original viewpoint?
1: You have to be honest with yourself then go, wow, I'm either not successful because I'm copying you. Wow, that's not really me.
0: Right.
1: Or you're going, wow, I'm really successful copying you. Why do I feel so empty? You, because both are gonna happen. So, you know, wow, I've learned her craft. If you were a filmmaker, I learned your right. craft, but I'm still empty a bit. What's, what's happening? You know, and that's well so, you're, then, so
0: you're looking for creative satisfaction. Within and it's yourself. not gonna come you, it, from copying no, somebody. listen, and
1: it'll start oh. to go, wow, I don't really like action sequences, huh? Oh. But I love the dinner table scene. And you start moving. You start moving towards your voice. Yeah. More and more. And so, probably the worst thing that happen to you is you become successful by copying, and then you're. That's it. See ya. Uh,
0: because then, how do you? Well, hear you, from it's that? hard
1: to. That's a, That's a drug that's hard to let go of. Once you accept it into the group, that's a hard one. Hmm. So.
0: Okay. So, the sixth sense comes on the scene. Oh, it wow. is not just a blockbuster. You know. But a phenomenon. It it is a movie that is so hugely Mm. successful.
1: Yeah.
0: How did that impact your career?
1: That was my third movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I made one at 21 and then one at 23. And then Sixth Sense, I wrote at 25. Wow. um, You were
0: 25 when you made
1: that? Yeah, when I wrote that. When you wrote it. I guess it was a sense of not believing it. So, which is healthy?
0: Wow, is that good? See, oh,
1: did I tell you? <laughs> we need to stop the interview and just do just a five-minute, to... mm-hmm. just like let, just watch your emotion. That just is close that up is on delicious. your face.
0: <laughs> Are you directing this? Just let it, let it happen. <laughs> You're directing the interview from meeting.
1: <laughs> Start the zoom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're 25 years old, and you have really one of the most successful movies at the time. Thank you. What was that like?
1: Again, you don't quite believe it, which is healthy. So you go, that's not real. That's not, you know, just write the next thing. Mm-hmm. Write, start writing the next movie, which is what I did. I just started writing Unbreakable. I was writing Unbreakable when, when Sixth Sense opened.
0: Ah, you, know. you quickly moved on. Me,
1: immediately, because you're you in the mentality mm-hmm. that they won't let me direct another movie. So just quickly, if I can direct one more movie, that would be great.
0: Then you're a director.
1: No, I just, just get one more movie. Right, okay. It felt from the two failures before Sixth Sense that that's it,
0: mm.
1: and that's a great way to be, which is embracing the ephemeral nature of life, so that you that it's not a bad thing that you you that change is not necessarily you know super threatening, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and why do you why you know if you weren't getting paid to do it, would you do it? Mm. Yes, I would. Right? Mm-hmm. Don't tell the studios that. But <laughs> and that, I would, uh, do this, for sure. Yeah. Yes. Right. So yeah. we would do this, and right. so it's it's y- y- when you're coming from that right energy, you tend to iterate without being threatened. Mm-hmm. So you know, so the two were a failure, it, and if it was just for and me, and you
0: call them failures?
1: Uh, well, empirical, mm-hmm. nothing's really a failure. Failure is fantastic. It's a form of iteration. Mm-hmm. So you get to start again. You know, mm-hmm. and so by the metrics of what say, money or risk. For me, failure is I, I didn't I, I, I didn't express the characters in exactly the way I wanted to, mm-hmm. right? And so I wasn't capable of the of doing that yet. Mm-hmm. And and so you couldn't hear who she was or he was because okay. I wasn't I wasn't capable of doing it yet. So mm-hmm. um, if I express who, who they are properly and you still don't like, I'm good to go. Perfect, you know. So
0: if you have a movie that mm-hmm. is, you know. Uh, n- not a failure, but a, not Thank a blockbuster you. hit, yeah, yeah, that in many in empirical terms is not a success. Yeah. Yes. In that scenario, if you're able to do express. what you set out to do yes. and express the characters the way you wanted to, yes. for you, that's a win.
1: Definitely. That is definitely the, the, the determining factor of success. Oh my gosh, This wow. right here, it's it. this is it. You might, have to, you might have to stop doing your show.
0: <laughs> after this meal? After this. So
1: this is the finale of second season and really the entire show. show. So sad, it's both bittersweet that you're going to eat this now. Let's just try milking. all hand-willed to order. Shave ricotta, salad, cheese, and a touch of brown butter.
0: Phenomenal. Thank you very, very much. I Thank can't you. wait to try it.
1: So this was the, the first thing I ate here, the first time I came here. This dish. This one right here, yeah. So this
0: sold you? This was it, yeah. Okay, let's do it. Let's see.
1: Brown butter. He's oh. all about brown butter. Brown
0: butter. Is there anything better? It's like air. Wow. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, the precision. I need a moment. That's yeah, delicious. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. This
1: this episode's gonna be two and a half hours long. It's just gonna <laughs> be just silences. It's gonna be like a Swedish movie. For let me. it breathe, yeah. let it breathe, right? Bergman, it's gonna be a Bergman. <laughs>
0: The magic and power of pasta. And
1: now we're going to eat this meal in real time (laughs) with no words.
0: Exactly. We'll have more on this conversation in just a minute. But first, thank you to our sponsors.
1: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters. May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news?
0: To Dine For, the podcast, is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. There's a funny thing about most insurance commercials, whether they feature lizards or birds or funny cartoon characters, it seems like they want you to think about anything but insurance. American National, on the other hand, has real local agents who get to know you so they can help you reach better decisions about your insurance to make sure you're protecting what matters most to you. American National agents are part of your community. They're your neighbors. So whether it's solutions for your home, your small business, your farm, or your life, you can count on your local American National agent to make sure you get the discounts you deserve and the protection you need without paying for extras you don't. With American National, you get an ally, not just a web page. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write, and the states in which they're licensed, visit americannational.com dine. To Dine For, the podcast is brought to you by Angostura. If you've ever made a cocktail at home, you've most likely shaken Angostura bitters into your cocktail at the very end of the cocktail making process. In addition to bitters, Angostura has been making world-class rum for more than 130 years. The next fall cocktail you make, try the beautiful, smooth flavor of Angostura rum. It will transport you to the Caribbean islands of Trinidad and Tobago. The House of Angostura will celebrate its 200 year anniversary of turning drinks into cocktails in 2024. Cheers, everyone. Now back to our conversation. So many people don't even make the attempt because they're afraid of failure. Mm. So many people don't even yeah. try yes. because they're afraid. What would you say to that?
1: It's, it's that's hell, taking that position. You you can That's not a, a a viable alternative. I'm I'm afraid, you know. And I know it feels like if you don't hurt yourself, if you don't iterate. I'm I'm using different terminology for the same thing. You know? Right. It's all a, a version of finding that, that kind of hum of your turn. I guess my mom's super religious. You know, anything so she would you know like the ohm which is like the, you know that kind of that vibration where you match your vibration to the universe kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You're never gonna get the literal version of that or the, or the modern version of that if you don't iterate and go, wow, I need to adjust that 1%, 2% like that. It just hasn't happened unless you fail. You need to go out with the wrong guy and <laughs> right. that, don't, that right. doesn't work. Right. But then you have to evaluate why, you know? And then you go out with another guy, wow, that one was better because of this or that, or whatever it is, you know? Or you have this incredible gut feeling about the first guy and it's irrational on in a, in a way that's like, wow, this is, and then you leap. You know, there's, there's, there's no wrong way to iterate, you know, um, except not iterating, you know, so.
0: So you have to come from a place of possibility. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's, it's sad when I hear someone doesn't want to fail. And, you know, oftentimes you hear in the kind of higher education field when somebody's like, well, what are you doing? Well, I, I'm going to law school. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm did.
0: sad for you. Yeah. Well,
1: most of the time, that's the highly educated way of not, Risking yourself, right. there are obviously the that's group exactly that, true. like, the, there are the group obviously that want to a love, passion. law, passion, and and they go and you can tell that. I didn't even need to ask that mm-hmm. that question. Right. Well, normally that wouldn't. I wouldn't even ask that question to those people. They would have already told me mm-hmm. of uh, their their where they're coming from and why they're interested. In that you know, but the vast majority. That's like there's so many versions of not trying, but that's that. Would...
0: You use the word iteration a lot. Yeah. What has informed? Your choices, more your massive success or your failures,
1: both. You know, both. But most likely, human nature, you learn much more from failure because of you you believe it, right? You know, whereas growth, the growth mindset starts setting, starts going away when you have success. Mm. Oh, I am. What do
0: you mean by that?
1: So I have something successful happens to you. Your show right. becomes the biggest show. So you're going to do the next season, but now you 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 you're a little bit more rigid. Mm i know right mm-hmm. i know so when xyz comes in and says hey maybe you shouldn't do this maybe you should try this you know you'll be like i i, I you, know, you don't iterate now you 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 stop because you have this fixed mentality about yourself i am great my show is great mm-hmm. so it's dangerous mm-hmm. whereas failure doesn't you can get fixed mentality i'm terrible you could right but that will get you zero in life right so you right. you tend to have another what well, let me let me learn something. I guess I that was a bad relationship or a, you know that was a wrong job and let me let me try something new. So it's an opportunity to become aware of that it's it's a growth mentality.
0: And how do you stay in a growth mindset? I mean because That's I would a think great I would think it would have to be a conscious effort.
1: Well you know that you know that this success failure, success failure thing is coming from these pulls of, you know, being fixed and not iterating and so you're doing that? And you tend, just like, you know, giving a baby, birth to a baby, n- n- human nature, it makes you forget all the struggles. Right, right. And then you, it, it's, it's meant to be, you know, much more simple and romanticized. And it's, oh, I was successful because I'm great. Right. But not really. You failed so many times, even in the making of that one project, even the making of this restaurant, right? Thousands of failures went into this being so perfect. You know, so you can't forget that. You gotta be humble about that. So for me, I guess, For me, in filmmaking, I try to work with new people, even though the people I work with are amazing. And so I work with a lot of young, new people, not necessarily age-wise, because they're kind of close to my age, because I started early, but they're new, you know, into the field. So, uh, you know, and editors that haven't edited before, or have edited very small movies, or a composer who's never composed before, or a cinematographer that's done one movie or two movies only, you know? Or actors that no one believes in and, uh, you know, use them. And that creates this kind of, you you know, like the Interview with the Vampire, you Mm -hmm. read that book, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. if, if if I'm Lestat, if I'm the older vampire who's been alive for 500 years and then the new vampire comes, you get to see through their eyes how amazing it all is, right? So in that book, he was addicted to the new vampire. And so they bring, remind me to think anew. So they'll say, hey, how about we don't do this? How about we did, how about you do the the hors d'oeuvres part, standing up or whatever, whatever. And and you're hearing it fresh, not as a cynic, but as like, wow, you're right, anything's possible. So I I, I borrow from them their young blood, you know, that fresh blood, and they can get the best version of my experience, hopefully, and that together we're at that right union of those things.
0: It's kind of like the concept of an American in Paris. Paris is awesome. Paris is amazing. It always has been. But it's the idea of a a person who's never seen Paris Mm. for the first time seeing it through the eyes of someone fresh and new, it becomes magical. To Parisians, if you talk to them, they're jaded, you know?
1: Yeah, they walk by those buildings all the time, (laughs) not really realizing they're the most beautiful city in the world. Right,
0: and they may be cursing Paris, you know? And then an American who's never been there is just swept up in the grandeur and the beauty
1: of this amazing city. That's exactly it. I mean, we go on vacation, and partly why we enjoy vacation so much is because all the stimuli is very different Mm -hmm. and new. And so we're taking it all in and we see the sunset. It's the same sun at your house. Right. right. It's not another universe. Right, it's the right. same sun. And so but we never go, wow, you know, look at that. Yeah. You know? So one. that's
0: part of your journey is yeah. to always stay fresh, always to find yeah. new ways of approaching something.
1: Well that's why I really only do original movies. Okay. So it's this this I don't want to you to you and I to have the same relationship forever. Even if I could be incredibly successful, even if you want me to do 15 of the same thing that you love of me and I'm capable of doing it, it's no longer who I am. So I can't be honest. And if you were being truly honest, you wouldn't be able to do the same movie over and over and over for any other reason Mm. than to be accepted by the group. And by the way, it's great to be accepted by the group. We need to be accepted by the group, but to abdicate your own self to do that, that's not a bargain. I think any of us are willing. We need to add our little bit of color to change the group. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why I do original pieces. And, and so it keeps me fresh. So now I'm writing a new piece, right? i am just started writing one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna shoot it you know, in a year from now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to make it work yet, <laughs> right? And it has a new language and a new thing. And I don't know who's gonna be in it. And so we'll figure it out. And I was thinking, you know, wow, it, it takes place in this particular place that's very amorphous, the, the landscape. I'm trying to be very obtuse here. Sure, I understand. And, and uh, so I was, I was thinking, wow, I started writing notes about how the camera could move on very sharp angles, um, like Kurosawa's camera work in um, Roshaman, if you're familiar with that. It, in the jungle, his camera angles were like, like, he would go from like, the camera's here and you're shot, he would, it would come and stop here and, and look at you on another angle. But they're very like you know, geometric angles, and that creates a severity of emotion, which is really beautiful. And can that cut against this landscape, which which it did in the jungle, which is very amorphous mm-hmm. place. So anyway, that was a kind of emotional or analysis. So I've never done that before. Right. So and fresh, like, new, yeah, something different, new how are we yeah. gonna do this? Yeah, how are we gonna From do
0: it? From writing to producing to directing, what gives you the most satisfaction? What part of all that you do is like really at the most night?
1: I think you have to, Learn all of the crafts of it, you know, and and I'm, I'm better at some than others, and then I, I I lean on my partners more than others in in a certain arenas. Um, but for me, my journey was starting to write first, mm-hmm. right? Because when you're writing, you're you're theorizing the whole version of the film, at least in my head, mm-hmm. what it feels like, what this scene in the restaurant. So you're doing a virtual version, and the, the more clear that can be, the better the rest happens. And for me, I'm very I'm very odd in the way I make movies because I. I, I I write I draw them all out, mm-hmm. I draw every shot out, and I imagine it before we shoot it, which was the old way of doing it before computers and everything, you can, you can keep shooting everywhere you thought it out before you, you, you made it. Um, so you're
0: like sketching out not only what the whole, you're whole writing, thing. and you're sketching what the scene looks yeah, like. Yeah, when I'm
1: done writing, I sketch out the whole, every single shot. And then, so it's a very odd way to do it, and most filmmakers would find that... Tedious. Well, inorganic. Mm. In their mind, their, their, in their aberration of what I'm doing, they would go, that would be like going, I'm going to make love to her. First, I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do this. <laughs> then I'm going to do this. I'm just going to write it all out and go, hey, what are you doing? Right. Just feel it out, man. Right. Calm yourself. Um, but for me, it's actually, no, there's a, when is the art actually made, you know, in your head, you know? So you have a vision of the, of the dish. I think this ingredient and that ingredient will work together and you put it together, and then I execute it, you know, Hitchcock had the same kind of thing of like, I see it, I can see it. I see what you're supposed to, how the camera and you are gonna interact. I'm trying to execute that. I may not succeed at it, Mm -hmm. you know, and may not find it. And so it's the balance between yourself, meaning my point of view, and then what everyone else is bringing to the table on that day. And I want you as an actress to bring you and there's so much you can do even in the confines of the way i'm shooting it right a zillion things you can do unlimited right you know even in just if i took took everything out and I say it's a close-up i'm not allowing you to move right and 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 there's a million ways to say you know i did not kill my wife (laughs) i did not kill my wife i did not kill my wife I got not kill my wife. You know, I just changed three plots, four plots there, <laughs> right? right? right. That's, that's, you did nothing but inflection, right. and I changed the plot of the entire movie, mm-hmm. right? So there's a zillion ways that emotionally, and you can do it with just your thoughts, which is where, where I want my actors to be. Just, you know, real thoughts don't fall in love with affects. The affects will come out properly. This restaurant will come out properly if Mark is thinking the right things about why mm-hmm. he loves food and, and, and spinach and gnocchi and texture. It, everything will work out. You know, and so, I don't know, I got lost. Where was I? Well,
0: I'm really fascinated to find out where do you begin? Do you begin with a great character? Do you begin with a visual scene in your head? Um, Or do you begin with a loose plot? Like, what? Mm. take us through kind of your inspirational process.
1: It's most of the time some conceit, I guess is the best word. Um, Let's say a woman in a car in a field. She's alone and sitting in a field in a car. So, then I want to know why. Right. Is it the is she gonna kill herself? that's Is that who she is? And then I, I don't know who's answering me back, but someone answers me back, right? So Whether, it's a scene. yeah, yeah like, yeah, like a, a moment like that. So okay. someone answers, is it me that's answering back, probably, or is it a version of me? now it's changed because I spent the day with you. Mm-hmm. that version of me changes, you know? And maybe mm-hmm. it's some version of you, maybe you touched me and I, I'm imagining you in that car. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever it is, I don't, it's hard to tell why we, right. why we do things. Um, and then, whoa, well, and then I go, wow, wouldn't it be weird if this was the end of the world and she's in this car or, or she's going to meet somebody or, you know, mm-hmm. oh, wait, there's a picture on her dash and then, you you know, it just keeps going. And you, you go, why, well, who's the picture on her dash? and Why does she have a gun sitting next to her? Blah, 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 whatever it is, you know? Wait, I see. I hear the sound of another car. You know, like you just keep on going with the, with the premise until you 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 get so excited to sit down the next morning to find out what happened. Who is she?
0: So you're creating the art is is the writing for you. I can see why you say. I can see why you Starts say to, writing yeah. is the beginning and the most fun for you. Yeah. Because the art is starting there. Once you get to the your when you, once you get to the set, yeah. It's already it, it's in motion, right? It's just a matter yeah. of bringing it to life.
1: Well. I will say one caveat. I'm able to do it with other people's writing. I haven't, uh-huh. but I'm able. I just did an Apple show. Um, you know, their they're first, they're, they're starting their streaming network. Yes. And, and one, our show is one of their main shows that they're they're going to launch with. And I didn't write those ten episodes. I guided the writer, mm. but he wrote them. So then, when I look at the script and I directed two of the episodes, I'm going, she feels this, at this. Like we didn't finish the script until I felt it was right. Right, mm-hmm. but. She, she, she feels this at the dinner table when she's having this. She's thinking about her lover who she just broke up with or is thinking about breaking up with. And she's thinking about what, what it would be like to drink the glass of water alone for the first time in her life. Is she gonna be able to enjoy a meal or is that too scary for her? So I put those, you know, I'm imbuing those thoughts by reading the screenplay and then I will talk to the actress and say, that's what I think she's feeling, then I would say, this is why I'm moving the camera. I'm going to move the camera when you take that drink, when you have this thought. And the camera operator is not going to move until he sees that thought in your mind. Of man, the next time I take this, this, I'm gonna be alone. And is that, am I gonna be okay with that? Mm. And maybe your hand shakes or whatever it is, or whatever, whatever, however the affect comes out. But the cameraman, I was like, don't you move until she thinks that thought. And he's like, how would, how would I know that she's thinking that <laughs> thought? And I'm like, you'll know,
0: right.
1: listen to her, right. watch her. That's the talent, that's the art, yeah, yeah, yeah watch you'll her. know. And if she doesn't have that thought, don't move. And so, so like those two, you two have to be together and that kind of, so there, there is still a lot of art form, right. the art form of directing. It's so as you ridiculous. Can see, it was delicious. She's killing me. She's killing me here.
0: <laughs> That's because you have to do all the talking. I get to do all the eating. <laughs> I'm curious.
1: Did you want to be an actress?
0: Did I want to be an actress? Mm-hmm. No, I never wanted to be an actress. How did you get here? Journalism. Journalism. Gotcha. I, so I was a local reporter all the way through the country, mm. small Indiana, Arkansas. I see I anchored the news in New York. Then I anchored the news in Chicago, and then I got fired. And then I'm like, what am I going to do with my life? And I said, what is the one thing I I want to do that. Encompasses everything I love and that I would do for free, and this would be it. Mm. So that's this show. Yeah, yeah,
1: you you're a good listener.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah,
1: and um, I've been interviewed by a lot of people, and that's not that's not ubiquitous. That oh, statement, that's... you know, they'll say, "Yes, yeah, so why did you get into film?" And then they'll be looking at their thing. That's that's an overt, but they could even do it with right. their eyes, where they're just kind of thinking of another like launch point. Kind right, of thing.
0: the next question. Yeah,
1: but you're you're getting affected, like. We would be if we were friends, right? Right, so right, right. When we when we leave this, you're going to be, you know, I'll be indifferent, just yeah, like you said. Yeah, I'll be indifferent. And I will person. be too. Yeah. Yes.
0: Well, one of the things that you said that really um, I thought was interesting because, really, it gets to the motivation of people, and when you're writing and you're creating these scenes, and you are really, like a puppeteer, determining their motivation in what you write, mm. and then also how you direct. But how do you understand other people's motivations when you really only can come from your own prism? You
1: mean when I'm directing something someone else did?
0: Yeah, or writing something. Like where, oh. where do you, how do you draw inspiration on other people's motivations when your whole life, you only get to be night? You, you have your own set of motivations and, you, and a scope. Yeah. But how is it to be able to,
1: well, we, you know? That's the beauty of us, right? We can empathize and empathy is I'm going to be you and so I, when you told me a story of getting fired and you know right. I can now be a little bit of you mm-hmm. you know I can understand that we can do that I mean I think that's what's fantastic about going to the cinema yes. is we become a group empathy mm-hmm. that's the beauty as opposed to you watching it at home so like say you watch it by yourself at home you're bringing your world view to the table only mm-hmm. but if you sat next to me and watched it there's you cannot not have my point of view even if I'm silent you're looking at it through an Indian man's eyes who's in film, and you're uh, just the slightest bit. Right. You're bringing your worldview, but slightly, and then you multiply that to 500 people and a thousand, and you—it's an amazing thing because you'll see. I'll screen a movie on the West Coast and the East Coast, it's identical, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's a group, a group connection to what's being said, and, and we're sharing, the teenager and the old man and the in the theater, we're all sharing each other's point of view. It's just that that little bit. So when you're writing, it's. You know, it's that it's a beaut- It's actually a really meditative, beautiful thing to write, is uh, and and really empathize with a fictional character. It's, and the it,
0: creativity is boundless and endless, and to yeah. who you can be and what you can create.
1: Maybe if I were like, oh, if I was a nineteen-year-old girl, if I was, you know, a, a, a person that's been abused and, and is eighty years old, what would that person say to the to the mailman that came? How would they feel? What would they, how would they interact? Would they even go to the door? Mm-hmm. Then you more and more empathy comes into you. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's a beautiful thing.
0: Your mother was deeply religious.
1: She Yeah, she's pretty religious, yeah.
0: How has that affected your work? Because yeah. you, you, one of the first things you said is that there is a sense of the supernatural and yeah. the spiritual in your work.
1: I think that's just part of being an Indian. It's just part of the culture. Okay. That your parents, grandparents are all very religious. And, um, and also I think, well again, we're Hindu, mm-hmm. that it, it's more, a, a representative religion than, than, than a literal religion. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, Ganesh it literally existed and looked like an elephant, you know, it's like, it's, it, you get that you kind of worshiping it, at least this is the way I took it, mm-hmm. but it's metaphorical, mm-hmm. as opposed to this man lived exactly this way, looked this way, and said this and nothing else, and meant this, you know? The literalizations, you know, I went to Catholic school at the same time I was being raised Hindu. So I was seeing more it as mythologies to help me, which were which I liked. Mm-hmm. You know, having mm-hmm. oh that that's how you you get to somebody else and that's good. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, you know you turn the other cheek and I like that. You know, it resonates. Oh, this is a good way to be. You know, mm-hmm. for all of us. I would want oh that makes sense. Even as a kid, you're like oh yeah that makes sense. But having two strongest religions being taught to me at the same time made me go, Oh, those are those are not literalizations. So but the spiritual part felt right.
0: They're both stories that could stories. be true. Stories, also be yeah. true.
1: Yeah I've, people certainly believe them yes. that way, but for me as a kid getting taught both of them, thank you so much. Um, it didn't seem like that was the point of it. It was more the value systems to help you. And then what has rang true for me, you know. Like I always say the same, you know, I, it's hard. I, you know, look. I, I'm, no offense to anybody that's religious, you know, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. But I'm a writer. I know, I can. You can tell the authors, right? And these authors were men. I don't think anybody can argue me against that. Right? These authors were men. This was not a lesbian woman who right. wrote these things. Right? 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 So, unless she's a really good writer. <laughs> right. Truly gifted. Truly gifted lesbian (laughs) writer wrote all of this stuff. Um, And so, hey, all good, you know, but I do believe, that doesn't mean I'm void of faith, you know, Mm. in fact, just the opposite. You see the
0: value in the story. This is
1: something numinous in this. You know what numinous means? Mm -mm. It means seeing the divine Mm. in something, Mm. you know, in that class.
0: There was an overarching principle that you'd you'd like viewers to take away from watching your movies. Mm. What would that be?
1: You know, I definitely do our stories of, of going through darkness and then coming out stronger. That's definitely, you know, don't be afraid of the darkness. Um, it, they're, they're, they're affirmations of faith, the, these stories. So I, when I meet mm. people, they're like, oh, yeah, uh, I, I, everyone loves, in your, my family, everyone loves your movies, but I don't, I don't watch scary movies. And I was like, I don't make scary movies. That's the, the intention is not to scare you, it's to challenge you. And you to come out, you know, you would actually, that person that says that, I'm like, you would actually, you're the one that would, in the family would actually love my Mm. stories because you want something more Mm. than being scared. Whereas Mm. maybe the others were just happy with being scared, Mm. right? But you want something more. And so you're going to see the more in my films, maybe more than they would. So I'm like, that's the Mm. funny, that's the funny part when that person Mm -hmm. says that.
0: Um, Finish this sentence. The scariest thing in life is...
1: Mm to not hear your voice. And I said it in that way because it's partly the, the, the group and partly on you. you know? The group, again, and I'm almost attributing no responsibility to the group because you're, you're meant to say, hey, get in line. The group is meant to say, hey, get in line. Stop it. You know? and Because it's safety. There's safety. You know? We have become this pernicious, Entity on the planet, seven billion of us, about to eradicate all of us and the world, because it's so that that mentality works so well mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that it, it it in 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 light of everything. But I do feel if we could be individuals that could each contribute to the group, one of us, someone would have said, we don't need to grow this much food, we don't need to have this many. Maybe we shouldn't, you know, do this. Maybe we shouldn't chop down that tree, and. Someone could say, hey, we have to work in balance with everything. We, it can't just be, you know, group, 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 group. But, you know, hey, I'm happy, I'm content. And that, that could spread to the group, you know, in some way that's healthier. There's got to, we can't, you know, right now it feels like we weren't meant to be here, you know, or we're the mistake on this planet, at least the way it's going, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe that, you know?
0: The strength of individuals standing up and saying, hey, this doesn't smell right.
1: Yeah, that's what's going wrong right now, Mm -hmm. I think, is not enough of that, Mm. and so.
0: Don't you feel a shift, though? I do. I feel it's right now. I do, I do. This year, or maybe started last year. I I mean,
1: I'm the optimist, so I do feel this. Uh, I, I do feel this, you know? I always see the flip. You know, our president just created a million activists Millions of activists. That's
0: the optimism you see yeah. in that scenario. My
1: daughter went and marched. She would have never marched, never ever marched, right? So you, she, he he was like, I you know I think the world is this way. You with me? And she went, No, I don't. My daughter went, No, I don't. And so she just her voice just came up, and I was like, Guess what? Your voice is as strong as his, even mm. though he's the president, you know. And th- they waken that waken up everybody because it's it's. He might have been the best thing for the, the planet. For the planet, He might be the best thing that ever happened to us, mm. to say, this is what we all believe in, right? Mm. And we're all going, huh, actually, that isn't who I am. Mm. Even the people that voted for him are like, that isn't who I am, mm-hmm. huh? I'm kind of doing it because I want to be a part of the system, and I, I felt like unheard, but that's not me either, mm. you know? So we'll see. That's the way I think so.
0: Mm. So the discomfort and the negativity and, 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 and failures in life can actually show you and strengthen your voice because you can say, no, I wanted to do it this way.
1: You're always going to have this pull of like when someone says, hey man, your, your show's not good because of blah, blah, blah. You'll have a reaction of, do I want to be a part of the group or do I not want to be? You know, am I okay? Wow.
0: Here you have American red snapper and a white wine and parsley sauce with artichokes and fangling potatoes. That's beautiful. That so is beautiful. Thank you. Guys you. Are killing it. Yes,
1: amazing. Did you try this bread? Yes. It's and if I
0: had, I'm so glad I did because I wasn't going to and it's amazing. Ridiculous. Yeah. And you put some butter yeah, on and you're it. Yeah, incredible. Um, yeah, let's try this red snapper here. This is so
1: flaky. <laughs> again in real, real time we're going to eat this dish. It's going to be <laughs> so riveting TV, you gonna, Yeah, it's funny the better the dish is the less riveting the the, the story because we're going to have this. Gonna, I know. Like a insular moment here. <laughs> man, oh man. That's incredible. I'm going to start yelling in this restaurant.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. Really, and great choice on your part.
1: Oh, thank, well, there's really no. No bad choices.
0: I wanted to talk about the arc of suspense, mm-hmm. you know, and mm. I feel like that's what you're known for—the mm-hmm. twist, the suspense, yeah, um, holding people's attention and then surprising them. Mm. Do you have thoughts on that? On like, yeah. what, what really is at the heart of suspense and, yeah. and people, keeping people? It's connected
1: attention? to a lot of what we've talked about because suspense is it's just simply—and fear and, and horror and all—it's simply. I just have to create the unknown. That's it. I, all I have to do is evoke that in you, and you will feel dread. You will feel suspense. We're alone and our scene here with you and me in a, in a house. And I was like, you, you wanted to come over and tell me something. And I said, yeah, no, no, no one's here in the house. And then we're talking and then we hear something upstairs. So I thought no one's supposed to be in the house. And I'm like, no one is in the house. And then we get quiet. The whole audience is feeling suspense and now a little bit of fear because I just made the characters feel something unknown. So what is that noise? Who is in the house? Is it a who? You know all those questions. Now we have to answer it. So then they go up the stairs, this is just a a primal scene. I'm just saying to you. You know, mm-hmm. go upstairs. Hello, and you know, and then I give you some. I can make it more, more, more scary by just saying, you know, maybe, maybe it's the maybe the, the housekeeper is supposed to be here. No, she's not. She's not supposed to be here. Anyway, we did, I don't think anybody was here. And then we come down, door slams, right? So that, now I give you more information, but it's still not plausible, not possible, because there's no one supposed to be in the house, you know? And I keep on, keep on, and then our mind will go, well, it's ghosts, right? So then that's safety, because in some ways, well, ghosts are so scary because the in and of itself, that's unknown, death is what happens in all. So that's why death is so interesting to us, because mm-hmm. we don't, it's unknown. So all I have to do is evoke unknown. If I say you, you have a new job, but it's in, it's in San Antonio, mm-hmm. what, when you feel a pang of fear, it's because you don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know if it's gonna be good. I mean, am I gonna like it there? If I give up this job, what will happen? All these fears are unknown. So that's the basis of suspense. You know? So
0: when you're writing a script like you are right now, yeah. are you thinking of it in terms of an arc of suspense? Yeah, well. I mean, is that like motivating how you're shaping the story?
1: Well, I can tell you what I need to work on. As a, as an artist is, because I'm so controlling, and I you know, and I I'm, I enjoy the, the I enjoy the truffle and the lemon so much, mm-hmm. I can get myopic and make it, not not remember where this dish is in the whole meal, so that's my mistake. I'll I'll give you instead of a, uh, an, a, an appetizer a mousse bouche and, and, and then an entree and a dessert. I'll give you, I could give you four entrees, and you go like this is me. oh. It's, I can't enjoy. I can't eat this after that, you know. So, I, but each one in and of itself is amazing. But when you look at it collectively, it's a meal. I'm losing yeah. sight of the form, you know. I'm big on yeah. n- realizing the sense of the form of the story that you're talking about. So that's where I can go wrong. So, for me, when I was directing this Apple show, I said I'm going to direct it knowing exactly where each scene is in in the arc of the episode. So when you watch it. I'm not going to do a close-up if, it's, if it doesn't know where it is, why it's there, why she's feeling so strongly in that moment. Is she going to arc to a more intense realization? So that's when I'm going to do the close-up. It needs to know where it is mm-hmm. in the story. So that's something that I'm very aware of now as I'm writing. I can write mm-hmm. little mini-movies within a movie, like entrees, mm-hmm. but that's hubris. Mm. It's hubris. It's me not, wa- not me not thinking about you as mm-hmm. an audience member. So that's arrogance that I have fallen into of, mm-hmm. wow, I'm exhausting them because I gave them an entree, then I gave them another entree, then I gave them another entree. And I'm like, aren't you, aren't you dazzled by my nutmeg, the use of this and that? And, and they're like, yeah, can, yeah, I'm just full. Mm-hmm. you know, Man, I would love to, to go to Shake Shack and just have one burger and take off. You go, Shake Shack, I just <laughs> gave you the nutmeg and the thing, what are you talking about? <laughs> and really because you were expecting something at, at Shake Shack and you got it. Know, and they did it well what they what they what they were offering so it's very satisfying whereas mm-hmm. this I'm not going to tell you what it is I'm not going to tell you whether you're getting an entree an appetizer or a dessert try it you know and then it's very challenging original movies and original formats I love it but I have to be I have to be cognizant of what you guys are going through mm-hmm. and so that takes a lot of uh, empathy uh, rather than obsessing about the things that are only important to me you know mm-hmm. and so the form of things so i'm writing i'm thinking about where it is in the form that's my my new lesson i'm trying to to concentrate on
0: what is your best advice for a young director who's trying to be the next m night Shyamalan
1: well you're already wrong there
0: don't want to be m night Shyamalan yeah
1: yeah that that one you're already done but what is it about my movies that speak to you great so let's talk about that well maybe you'll do like um, the humanity in them, great. So you 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 have something to say, the struggle of humanity, that's important to you, great. You know, we can walk through it. What is it? When I did this Apple show, you know, I hired directors to do the other episodes, and it was oftentimes like, hey, if I didn't if I didn't think they nailed it, you know, I would say, hey, what were you? What was what was Kate? Wh- why did you shoot that like that? What was the scene about? What was the scene about? So then they, first of all, they're nervous, right, because they want to please me, but then there's always there's a sense of like. Well, it's a, it's a, she's having a meal. And I was like, no, nah. keep calling, mm-hmm. keep calling. Close. Yes, she's, yeah, she's having a meal, great. but is it, is it about her meal? Where, what is it in the story? What's this episode about? Well, it's about her making the decision to leave, leave her guy. Okay, so great. So now this scene when she's having a meal, mm-hmm. what is that? Well, it's, it's her moment of rejecting herself or it's her moment of owning herself for the first time in her life and saying, you know what, this isn't good. Could you take this back? You know, maybe, maybe it's that one moment. So it isn't even about the meal, but more about her, like, you're gonna be okay, you just sent this meal back for the first time in your life because it's not good enough for you, right? And I go, so now, how do you shoot that? How do you, how do you shoot that? How do you direct the lady to do that? Did you give that note to her? And sometimes the directors are like, tear up, being like, because they, they want, and I go, what you did was skip who she is and who she, what she's going through, right? And you can't be okay with that. Thank
0: you. Finding the motivation of the character in a real way?
1: I guess so. I don't know why motivation feels almost, uh, it has no value, that word, because it's kind of almost become a joke. Okay. What's your
0: motivation, right. man?
1: <laughs> yeah, what's your motivation? Well, what, what's your why? What, yeah, yeah, yeah your why? what is the cinema? Why are you telling the story? And so a mid-shot, and just shooting the stuff because that's what you're taught. Wide shot, mid shots, close-ups, that's it, right? And you've, you've taken yourself out of the equation. I'm just the craftsman here. Hey, I'm just, just putting up the wall. I'm just putting up the drywall, right? Great. I don't know if the world needs another one of that, you know? Mm. But going, hey, I think, I think this is what the scene is about, is you, you can make me feel that. So that's the advice that I guess I would give to young filmmakers is, you know, know what the scene is about. And then you'll be inspired, you'll be inspired. Oh, I know how to do that. And you know, I can make her, I think she's kind of an angry person. Mm. And so I might go a little lower because to show her, she's not at peace, but this is a moment of strength, but it's kind of a dark strength. So I'm just gonna be a little bit lower. You know, that kind of, that, it'll come to you.
0: What is the best advice you've ever received?
1: My goodness. Oh, I was speaking with a director once and he was, he had just done two or three very successful movies and we were, It was at a kind of event. We were in Berlin, and it was a particular moment I think where I was a little bit lost. I'd lost my agency a bit, and I was just trying to. I had given up me, and I wanted to just be accepted into the group. So I was like, "All right, well, you know, uh, I'll 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 do whatever you guys need me to do. I'm I'm in. You you've convinced me that I should join the group, and my voice is you know flawed. So what do I need to do? I was in that headspace, right? (laughs) Just being honest. Mm -hmm. And this guy who had had success recently, I said, "You've been you've been doing good stuff, dude." And he said, "I've just started going for the jugular. I just and I could feel what he meant by that. He didn't really expand on it, but I, I, I know I knew it from his movies and what he was doing. What he meant was, he's kind of a slightly angry guy. He has a great he's a great eye, he's a craftsman, but there's an edge to him as a person. And he outletted it, and he just and so every moment has this kind of thing. And I said. As soon as he said that, I went, huh. I went, he went for like a visceral thing. He's not okay with a muted, watching life through glass kind of thing. And so for whatever reason, that meant a lot to me. And then I started just going much harder at that. And I had a lot of success because of it.
0: Becoming more of who you are.
1: Yeah, go for the the bright colors of who you are, Mm -hmm. you know? Going for the jugular is the way he said it.
0: You said that your dad was silently disapproved Mm. of your choice. How does he feel now?
1: Oh, well, he's, uh, you know, he just pimps me out at every possible <laughs> moment. At, you know, at a certain point, he got to, he flipped really fast once it became like a, a worldwide thing. You know, he bought every newspaper, every magazine, the house is full of this. There's pictures of me, plaques of me. I was like, Dad, you got to chill out with this stuff. People, this is, they're going to hate me. When they come to the house, you know. This is me on the cover of news where he goes, this, this, all this stuff. Um, he'll buy gum with, with his credit card so they'll see the last name. <laughs> Oh, are you that? Yes. Yes,
0: I yes, And then I am. the stories
1: all start going He's sweet, He's sweet, sweet. You know, he came from, but really it was his example. He came from India. You know, he fought his first one to come to America. He was the most educated, became a doctor, came here, probably dealt with a lot of, you know, fitting in, racism, this and that, all of that stuff that he had to do. He worked in the inner city. It was really... You know, tough dude. You know, although you meet him, he's super gentle. Right. You know, so by example, he taught me to do this.
0: But who he had to become and who he had to be, to get where he was going. You know, he was something that probably informed you Mm. about what it meant to be Indian in America. It did growing up.
1: And I think he wouldn't mind me saying this, or maybe will, that he taught me what not to do as well, because my dad so desperately wanted to be a part of the group of America, want, I want, I want, I'm an American, you know? And still to this day, you know, he's 82 now, he's still, you know, he he still has that feeling, I want to be a part of the group. And, but it was his, his it was his unique him that made him successful. And uh, he's always, always tried to be accepted. But that, as you know, will make you just unhappy. Mm. Continuing, I'm not accepted in this group. I'm not accepted in this way. And so I've watched that and saying, well, that, I feel like that's, Not the recipe, you know. And so I often asked him, you know, the last five, six years, do you have any regrets? Do you have any, you know, just trying to hear him. What are the things that make you sad about your life, you know? And then he'll mention something about uh, someone didn't believe in him, or or this person did this at the hospital, or things like that. And they're all related to kind of not fitting in, as opposed to, you know, it was it was it was that was my own not believing in myself, of not being okay to stand in the group and be myself. That's the hard part. It's easy to be off on an island by yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and it's easy to be in the group and conform, but can you be yourself in the group, which is what I keep screaming for, for me, you know, is I want to be me and I'm not leaving.
0: Cheers. <laughs> Cheers Night, thank you so thank much for you. this. It was what a pleasure. It you. really was. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to To Dine For, the podcast. For more information on the show, the guests, and the podcast, head to todinefor.tv.com. You can find us on Instagram at todinefortv and Facebook at Didine4 with Kate Sullivan. Thanks to the sponsors of To Dine For the Podcast, American National, and Terlotto Wine Group. Special thank you to producer and sound editor John Golmer. To the loyal followers of this program, cheers, stay hungry, and stay inspired. I'll see you back at the table soon.